Hey there, welcome to the Golden Brand Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Hockham, photographer and founder of the Golden Brand. What is it that drives you forward even when the next step feels like jumping off of a cliff? On the Golden Brand Podcast, we focus on seeing the unseen, bringing moments to life. Join me for conversations with creatives, embracing curiosity, possibility, and pivots. On this podcast, we focus on the moment you realize your idea has legs, and we uncover what happens next. Welcome to the Golden Brand Pod. We're so glad you're here. Hey there, welcome back to the Golden Brand Pod. I want to start the episode off with a question, a question from me to you. And my question is, have you ever taken a selfie? And you're probably nodding. Yes, 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 yes. Now we're not going to get into the level of the selfie that you took. (laughs) Was it a great selfie or not? That's irrelevant. I just want to know if you have ever taken a selfie with your phone. So let me guess, you probably took the phone out, you swipe up, open your camera, pick it up, hold it up to your face or at arm's length, raise it up and down to get the right angle, move your head from side to side, all while you're watching yourself reflected back on the screen. That is the nature of a selfie. So if that sounds like your experience, then I'm glad I hit it right on the nose. Now I have a follow-up question. Have you ever taken a self-portrait? If the answer is no, I'm really curious to know why not. I think you can actually respond to these episodes and you can put in the comments and leave a review if you've ever taken a self-portrait and then you can also tell me why not. But I think I can guess. I think I can guess what might be holding you back. It might be a lack of technical knowledge on how to be both behind and in front of the camera right? Or maybe you're even thinking about the possibility of taking a self-portrait right now and it's making your heart race and making your palms a little bit sweaty. And I just want to spend a moment on the difference between those two feelings that you're having thinking about a selfie versus a self-portrait. Because there, the energy and the difference between the two is going to be the basis for a little bit of our discussion today, which is what is the difference between a selfie and a self-portrait? So if you just had an emotional tug toward one over the other, then you're already feeling the difference between the two. Um, A selfie is spontaneous. So it's usually taken in the moment, right? And on a day when you think you look pretty great or to celebrate being in a location, right? And you hold up your camera, take a snapshot of yourself at a beautiful restaurant or in front of a gorgeous landmark that you've traveled to see on your vacation. Those are quick. They are spontaneous. They are usually happy. You know, they're uplifting in some way and they are ultimately disposable. I mean, we really don't usually frame a selfie or put a selfie on our Christmas card. (laughs) You might if you do. No shade. It's totally fine. But normally for those moments, we put a little bit more time and thought into our photos. And that's another difference between selfies and self-portraits is the intentionality behind them. 
For a selfie, you're not normally planning out your wardrobe, your narrative, a story, or necessarily considering emotion for a selfie, but you do all of those things when you are creating a self-portrait. There's a good amount of pre-planning that goes into actually sitting down and taking the self-portrait. Also, when we're taking a selfie, we tend to smile. We tend to automatically want to paint ourselves in a very pleasing light. And self-portraits, what I really love about them is you get to explore a range of emotions. You don't necessarily have to light up for the camera. And I love this conversation, but I'm going to bookmark that thread for a later episode because we are going to spend some time talking about the discomfort showing up in front of the camera with without needing to be pleasing. So don't worry, I will come back to that. But the other part of self-portraits that makes them different than a selfie is you're going to consider location, light, narrative, story, the emotion behind it. Is it a dark and moody shot? Are we conveying some kind of feeling of melancholy or grief? Or is it a light exuberant self-portrait where the pose, the wardrobe, the edits, everything portrays a feeling of complete freedom or ecstatic emotion or ease, right? It just feels more intense than what you would get with a selfie. And I want to talk about that intensity a little bit while we're here on that main difference um, because self-portraits really provide a unique opportunity for self-exploration and self-expression. They enable you to tap into your feelings, your personal experiences, and your perception of the world and your place in it. They give you a voice. They give you a voice that says you don't need anyone else to tell you who you are, right? A voice that gives you back control and a voice that lets you tell your story your way. So in fact, for me, self-portraits are a lot like therapy or meditation or some other kind of self-care practice. They can be incredibly rewarding, but sometimes you have to deal with the difficult parts first before you can get to the good stuff. And I think that's the fundamental difference between a selfie and a self-portrait. Now, just looking at the two from a technical angle, remember how I described me picturing you, picking up your camera, swiping to open up, the photos and holding it up to your face and adjusting yourself, right? You're looking at yourself. Well, you're doing that. Well, with self-portraits, at least the way that we do them in the self-portrait studio membership, we have a no selfie rule. <laughs> so that simply means that we do not use the front of the camera. So when myself and the members are taking our photos, we're using the backside of your camera. So if you're listening to this podcast on your phone, flip it over. Don't look at the side where you can tap and pick your apps and look at everything. Flip it over and look at the back and just look at those one, two, or three camera lenses on the back of your phone. It's a completely different feeling when you look at that, isn't it? <laughs> you can't see yourself. There's no validation. There's no confirmation. There's no affirmation of how you look. And that is actually extremely liberating because you can't do anything performative. You are almost in the dark. 
you're almost shooting blind and you're not going to know how you look until you go over and you pick up your camera and you open up your camera roll and you look through the photos. Now, the reason why we do it this way is because that selfie image is a reversed image of your face. So if you've ever done an Instagram live or opened up a Zoom call and that camera turned on and you thought, whoa, <laughs> I look weird. This does not look like me at all today. Is it the lighting? Is it the color shirt I'm wearing? Do I need to put on a little more color, a little more makeup? It's not that. It is the fact that you are looking at a reversed mirror image of your face. And one of the principles that we have in the self-portrait studio around self-perception is exploring this idea that you are actually the only human in the world that doesn't know what you look like. So one of the reasons why you don't like your photos is because you see this reversed image of yourself. And now our technology and all the apps that we're using are confirming this flipped mirror image. So think about it, go to the mirror. How many times do you go to the mirror? You go to the mirror to get ready in the morning, to adjust your hair, to check your outfit before you go, to make sure that you lint brushed all the dog hair off, right? <laughs> or insert whatever pet you have here. You are constantly reaffirming this backwards image of your face. So that goes along with the selfie experience. It's this confirmation of your brain seeing your face the way that your brain recognizes your face. So I hope you're following along here. And we bypass that inside the self-portrait studio by using the back camera only. But there's a different set of rules that come with that, right? So now you're looking at the back of your camera, you all of a sudden have to learn how to frame yourself in the image and make sure that you're not shooting <laughs> just the back wall behind you. So that brings us to the technical aspect of what I touched on earlier, which might be why you've avoided trying to take a self-portrait up until this point. Now you may have felt uncomfortable on camera and not really known what to do for the camera, but now you also need to worry about what to do on the back end as well. Which brings me to a beautiful segue on why you should be taking self-portraits and the inherent value of self-portrait photography. So my first favorite reason why is you could learn about all of the technical aspects that I just talked about. So, you know, we talked about being on the front of the camera and now we're talking about being in the back of the camera and learning all about lighting and pose and angles and the tech of framing out an image. So the rule of thirds and composition and all of these beautiful skills that you can add into your repertoire by sitting for your own photos. And I'm a big learn by doing person. And I am also a person who has perfectionist tendencies. So I might have a little bit of a hitch before I start a project, especially if I'm not sure if I can do it really, really well. And if that feels like you, if you feel like you have to go in at the absolute top level and have your first self-portrait be really amazing, I would encourage you to just keep an open mind and treat it like a learning exercise. You will learn how to do all of the technical things as you move along, but in the beginning, just give yourself permission to focus on the experience. 
okay? The second reason why I think you should try self-portraits is because you're going to learn a lot about yourself. And this is building on the point that I just made. It feels very, very different being in front of the camera than it does behind it. And if you did that exercise I gave you where you flipped over your phone and you looked at those lenses staring back at you, you got a sense of what it feels like to be on the other side, the rawness, the vulnerability of that. And really, how often do we get to feel that way with ourselves? How often do we get to feel really raw and vulnerable and just take off the mask and strip away all the layers when we're alone? It's kind of an amazing thing. So the third reason why I think you should try self-portraits is because it's a great way to find your style. And I shared a little bit about this in my last episode, but before I founded the self-portrait studio, I was doing brand strategy for clients. And what I kept running into again and again with them was this reluctance on their part to bring this piece of themselves into their brand, to bring it into the light, to share with people. They either discounted it and didn't think it was important to share, or it was something they were uncomfortable sharing and they wanted to hide away. But what was happening was they were constantly on this wheel of reinvention. So they were constantly trying out different styles and trying to be something that they weren't, right? Trying to hit on that magic mix that would attract people to them rather than bringing forward what they had that was uniquely their own. So self-portrait photography is a great way to figure out your style. And the fact that you're doing this alone in your own company really takes the pressure off. And that's the other thing I want to say is sometimes we'll jump in front of the camera (laughs) like I did at the beginning of my 30 days thinking I'm going to get some really great photos that I will be sharing later on this afternoon on Instagram. And I think when you put that pressure and that expectation to have it be something, you know, when you add that to the pressure of learning all these other things I just mentioned during your self-portrait photography session, it's just too much. So release the pressure to have it be anything and really just embrace and soak in the fact that no one is judging you. You can explore, you can be daring all on your own. And once you do this, once you kind of go big and just try these outlandish things that you've always wanted to try in your self-portraits, you can always bring it back. You can always find that happy medium of your style and um, stay there for a while and really maximize that groove that you just discovered. So speaking of freedom, it's also a really great way to create on your own without waiting for anyone else. It's your time, it's your tripod, it is your camera, and you do not need to wait on another person to help you create. And that is empowering. In fact, that's one of the only times I use that word in relation to self-portrait photography because there are many other ways that you can learn about self-portrait photography, but some of that bypasses the feelings and emotions that come up during the process of viewing yourself in this completely new way. So rather than talk about doing self-portraits because the act of doing them is empowering, I like to focus on how they are empowering you. And one of the ways that they do that is they give you complete creative freedom from top to toe. 
it's up to you. You set the vision, you can put the vision in motion, and then you can bring the vision to life. And then finally, my very, very last tip is they are fun. They are so much fun, especially when you've embraced the creative freedom and you have a concept in your head and now you have the ability to take that and to bring it to life and then you can share it with others. You can share this story of who you are with others, which is going to encourage connection and it's going to help people see you more clearly as well. So I hope that this has given you a better idea of selfies versus self-portraits and maybe how you're realizing right now that the next time you open that camera roll and you look at that flipped image of yourself and you're considering taking a selfie, first of all, no, it's perfectly fine to do that, but maybe this has given you a little bit of a taste for what you could be creating instead, or maybe what you might be missing out on by not taking it a step further. So let me know what you think of the episode. Let me know if you decide to try self-portrait photography. I would love to be a part of your journey. Please click the link in the show notes and come visit us in the self-portrait studio. We have all of the resources and workshops and self-portrait challenges just waiting for you to embrace this new part of yourself. And if you feel ready to start your self-portrait photography journey, we would love to have you in the self-portrait studio where we have the self-portrait course to give you all of those foundations, the technical foundations, both in front of and behind the camera. We teach you how to create your concept to bring it to life and are there to support you the entire way from the concept all the way through polishing and editing and sharing your images. So thank you for joining me for another episode and I will see you next week. And that brings us to the end of another episode. I love to hear your thoughts and takeaways on these episodes, so let's keep the conversation going. Have a question you want me to answer on the pod? Drop me a line on Instagram. I'm at The Golden Brand Co. And then head on over to the website, thegoldenbrand.com, to learn how we can work together and to download our free and popular Ultimate Guide to Mood Board Mastery. Until next time, my friend, with love and lots of moxie, Lisa. Lisa.